welcome. This is the Ag Engineering Podcast, where we talk tools, tips, and techniques to improve the sustainability of your farm. I am your host, Andy Chamberlain from the University of Vermont Extension, and this podcast is supported by Northeast SARE, providing grants and education to advance innovation in sustainable agriculture. We're trying to improve the industry by chatting with farmers and getting their input on tools, tips, or techniques that have changed the way they farm for good. Many of these practices affect multiple areas of the farm. Whether it be environmentally, emotionally, physically, or financially, we share the knowledge to promote sustainable agriculture, lifestyle, and business. Thanks for having a listen. Now, let's get started. Today's episode comes to you from southwestern Pennsylvania, where we meet with a vendor, importer, and manufacturer of vegetable farm equipment called Market Farm Implement. Dave started out as a farmer and transitioned to selling vegetable equipment when he found out that his local dealer didn't offer what he needed. From seeders and transplanters, cultivators or harvesters, he can tell you the ins and outs of what works well or what doesn't. Now, during this visit, I snapped both photos and videos, so you can see these displayed in the show notes at agengpodcast.com or on our YouTube channel at UVMEXTAGENG. This episode shares a bit of the story about how the company got started and grew into the business it is today. So here's the conversation I have with Dave as we walked around his shop. Uh, this property was a coal cleaning plant. They washed dirt out of the coal and they dismantled it in the late 80s they started to dismantle it and uh, it adjoins it adjoins the property adjoins our farm property and that was kind of just shortly after we were starting the equipment business as a sideline to the farm and where we where we're at in the valley you'd never get tractor trailers and things (laughs) down there Um, so you know we saw the plant being tore down, we thought, wow, you know, someday if the equipment business is doing any good, this would be the property to build on. And uh, then it was 1991, they came around to see if anyone was interested in the property, and and we ended up being the only ones. It's not many, it's pretty pretty <laughs> rural area, there's not too many neighbors. Uh, so we bought the property in 93, and then we Built the first Quonset in '98. Um, built this building uh, around 2002, 2003. I think was the first year we started working in here. Um, we have all radiant floor in the concrete. Nice. Heat with an outdoor wood, wood furnace. <laughs> you did that right. <laughs> it's the only way to go. <laughs> you don't have to keep the temp real warm if your feet aren't freezing. Right. You know. Right. Uh, and if you bring something in in the wintertime and it's all covered with snow, in the morning it's dry and the floor's dry. Yeah. You, know, you might have a little dip of puddle where there's a little, just take a little squeegee thing and it's gone in two minutes. Uh, this is what I call my boiler room. This is where all the pump system happens. Yeah. Um, keep the compressor out here because it's noisy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's all. And this is kind of well storage and also my wood room. Oh yeah. So I took some of the uh, Mater Mac crates <laughs> and I cut the top front out a little bit, and I can keep firewood and I can come in with a forklift and stack it. Um, 
Yeah, that works for your system. Yeah. Back there are some of the... Uh, oh, yeah, we got some rinse conveyors. Rinse washers, yeah. Yeah. So you've built up quite a business. What's your plans takes, for keeping it going, huh? Takes a long time, you know. <laughs> I say we have... Ralph says we officially started the equipment business, I think, in 86, but of course, we didn't have much product to sell. Right. Um, then, you know, we realized from farming that, you know, you go to your local John Deere dealer and you ask them, what do you plant pumpkins with? Or, you know, they're clueless. And uh, I went to the extension agent about cultivators, because we were certified in that. Mm -hmm. And he said, buddy, they haven't cultivated in 40 years. It's all herbicides. That was the last time I went to that guy, you know, like, and you know, it was hard to find out, you know, Ag Progress Days is in August, State College, you know, that's a big outdoor show, and you know, the family go there, and the kids sit on the tractors, and yeah, get yeah. pictures, and, and the newspaper talks about that, they don't talk about Hershey, that's not really open to the public, hmm. you know, grow, you pay to go to those shows, and so they're, they're right, not right, going right. to mention that in the newspaper. And you got to keep in mind, the 80s, there's no internet. So you're looking for, you know, one thing we were looking for is a rototiller because we thought, you know, all we're doing is large-scale gardening. And a gardener uses a walk-behind tiller of some sort. So we need one for the back of the tractor. But there again, you go to John Deere and Ford and International. I don't think they make them. Because, you know, they're, <laughs> they're using six-bottom plows and 20-foot discs. They never they never sold a rototiller. And they, there again, there's no internet, so you can't just do a search and and so this kind of stuff was really hard to come by and uh, I think the first show we found out about fruit and vegetables was in Atlantic City New Jersey and uh, so we went to that show and that's the first time we saw like transplanters and things that you just wow they actually make a machine that'll transplant you know and through plastic I mean back then plastic was really new yeah uh, in the early 80s uh, they might have been using it in Florida and places a little bit but uh, it really wasn't widely used at all. Uh, we actually built, you know, we looked at a photo of a mechanical Model 90 and we thought, oh, we can make that. So we, we built our first one and uh, didn't do too bad. I mean, a couple trips back to the shop with it when you first <laughs> use it, but you know, that's always the case. Uh, and and like say then early on we, we as we started you know looking we thought well you know if we could be a dealer for these things we would get a booth at these shows yeah and uh, we figured there must be a lot of other little growers like us around the country and their local dealers no help and that's how we started <laughs> and some dealerships were easier to get than others uh, some of them wanted to see that you had a facility like this which we didn't you know we're just running the business out of our house we drop shipped everything. Uh, very little did we try to inventory because we just didn't have the space. Um, but yeah, over time, you know, just keep plugging along. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then Ralph started going to Italy and found things over there to import. Mm -hmm. um, oh, the future. <laughs> <laughs> I don't plan on retiring, but... <laughs> I get that feeling. Nobody gets out alive. That's the only problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, Mike is that the other guy who helps? Yeah. Does yeah. he plan to? Well, Mike's ten years younger than me, so. and uh, yeah, it'd be better to find someone younger than that. Yeah, yeah. Initially. Yeah. yeah. 
I said, my brother Ralph, you know, now, see, Ralph's portable. An office became a laptop and a cell phone. <laughs> he's yeah. portable. I'm not portable. <laughs> he, he can fax me an order no matter where he's at, and I, I have to be here to process it and ship it. But uh, You have a lot of um, tillable acreage? A uh, fair amount, yeah. Uh, I'd say, I mean, most of it's wooded. It, yeah. It's probably... It's probably 65, 70% wooded. Um, but en enough tillable, you yeah. know. I don't know if I could come up with 100 acres, but I could <laughs> probably come up with 70 or so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, hmm. but yeah, this somewhere right in here, there was a pretty big structure where they washed the coal. See, when you go to, I don't know the details of it, but I think it's, see, back then it was all strip mining. Now, lately, they've gone back to deep mining, but uh, and some of that's all closing up now, too. But see, I think when you strip mine, you get a lot of dirt in with the coal. And the coal kind of fractures into chunks, and the dirt you can wash out. Mm. Um, so it all had to be washed. They built a lot of cleaning plants around this area. They're all gone now. Um, eventually, they just all fizzled out, and they got away from strip mining. I think there was a point in there where I think the coal, price of coal just dropped out and yeah. and everything closed up. Um, but anyway, so yeah, then uh, the late 80s, they started tearing this plant down. and You know, there's stuff over there that we kind of inherited. An old <laughs> fuel truck, and there's yeah. a tank over here, and there's one up on the hill up there. Um, things they were supposed to take, but <laughs> I think the price of scrap, because the the building was all mostly steel I-beams and things. It probably just paid to have the guys dismantle it. We called them a couple years, when are you going to get this and that? Oh, yeah, yeah. After a while, yeah. I just figured, well, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> so, well, yeah. on ornament. Yeah, it's, it is what it is. Uh, you know, I've often wondered if Johnny's would be interested. Yeah. But it's, it's kind but of an guy, import, uh, kind of a manufacturing The business. guy from the... Uh, salad machine he was over here recently and he stopped at johnny's first terratech yeah 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 he said johnny's not interested <laughs> and uh <laughs> and you know i mean i just got their new catalog and there it is everything there's <laughs> is walk behind wheel hose and you know so i can see they they, they probably want to shy away from you know tractor mounted implements it's it's a little and there again you know and and you know it always blows my mind that you know i see that page you know there's like what 50 people the employees yeah <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know, because it's funny because people come here and you know, they're like how many how many people work here it's like well it's kind of just me <laughs> you know <laughs> ralph answers the phone and yeah, yeah and then we hired mike about eight years ago you know and uh you know, because the cultivator frame, we used to have Somerset Welding and Steel weld it. Yeah. And then Mark's Auto Body did the paint. <laughs> and These that's kind of a hassle. A lot of hauling around and then things get scratched. And, you know, but Ralph welded up the prototypes, but we were busy enough that we couldn't. And he fabricated maybe the first few. Uh, but then we knew the guys at Somerset Welding and Steel. and We could say, can you build 10 of these and 10 of these? And, you know, and so we did that. Um, but then it's, like I say, it's nice to do it in-house. Um, not have all that hauling around. and mm -hmm. Everything comes out a little better. And 
and Ralph had Ralph had some ideas, uh, things he wanted to change, and so when we hired Mike, because Ralph didn't have time to do those changes, he said, "Well, let, let's try this." So Mike would do that. That looks good. Let's do this and do this. So he had a few changes that that we made from the original design. Um, but uh, but yeah, then you know with Mike and we could kind of do it in-house he can weld and paint and we need him for other things as well so has business been growing or has it been pretty I'd uh, say it's always consistent. been steady but yeah. the mix of what you sell changes every okay. it's just like the hemp yep. thing now you know rain flow you know rain flow stuff well and anyone that makes plastic equipment doesn't matter who really uh, we mostly only deal with rain flow stuff a little bit of mechanical um, their model 90 mulch layer and, but uh, mostly rain flow stuff uh, there's other brands we could get but we don't bother with it uh, so yeah in the last two years that's right you know now of course what I see is going to happen and it's any boom and bust situation right now we're in the boom <laughs> <laughs> I'm already starting to see some things come back yeah wait till uh, wait till a few years out that either the price of the hemp and plus you know it's it's not a product that you just you pick it and you sell it to roadside stand it's got to be processed yeah and so you know you need to have that lined up and know who's going to buy your crop and and uh until that kind of shakes out and then that's going to shake out too you know yeah. the processors some of them will go under now a guy's got crop in the field he's got nowhere to sell it other people are contracted they don't want to take any more um, quality uh, there could be quality issues you know you have a crop and the guy looks at it now we don't want it you know right and uh, or you know hey no we're um, that was last year we're not paying fifty dollars a pound this year it's 20 you know because we have all these other people we can source and then you're like oh geez I'm not gonna make any money at 20 you know and so then they get so next thing you know all this equipment is gonna come back on the second-hand market and new sales will plummet um, yeah that's true I don't know when that's gonna happen <laughs> but like I say just after a short window here I'm starting to see some of it already come back um, so thanks for listening to today's episode if you learned something today or plan to make a change on your farm let me know I'd love to receive any feedback you have just click the link in the description to submit the form it will help the future of this podcast to be a resource that is helpful for you. And while you're at it, I hope you go ahead and subscribe, share this with a friend, or leave a comment. And if you want more information, check out the show notes on our website at agengpodcast.com. That's A-G-E-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Thanks for listening, and I hope you have a great day. The proceeding has been a production of University of Vermont Extension. For more information on Extension, log on to www.uvm.edu extension.